Space Corps Directive 5011708109720 says all dwarfers must listen to Dwarfcast. Uh, uh, Mr. Rimmer, sir, I think you'll find... Shut up, Crichton, I'm right. <laughs> And 20 confirmed. My name is Ian Symes, and joining me are many, many people, including, but not limited to, Amy. Hello. Simon. Hello. Jez. Mel. Now then. Hold on, Rick. Howdy. Capsie. Hello. Alex. Howdy. Joey. Hello. Carrie. Hello. Shelley. Hello. Joe. Hi. Pendo. Hello. Kieran. Oh, yeah. Hi. <laughs> and Danny. Hello. So before we get started, a quick disclaimer. The vast majority of the people in this room are directly involved with the organisation and running of this convention. So we're probably not going to be able to do much uh, objective <laughs> talking about what happened in reviewing it. But uh, the saving grace is that there was quite a major piece of news <coughs> unveiled on, uh, on Saturday afternoon. So we can talk about that. Pretty much. So there are there are going to be two new series of Red Dwarf. Apparently. Apparently so. <laughs> no. Um, I'm just going to get our Twitter feed open so I can remember exactly what was uh, <laughs> what was said. Uh, so Very what's everyone's time. reactions to the news? Uh, it is good. Tingles on the arms, I think, is uh, <coughs> in this footage of me rubbing my arms when the news kicks <laughs> and the roof essentially was lifted I off think, by the I fucking think audience. I think footage of various people rubbing themselves. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think a, a good way to uh, talk about the reaction of pretty much everyone in this room is the reaction of the room when Doug, um, yeah. Doug did the announce. Cause uh, he, because as, as is, such is Twitter, that there was about a two hour slow build up coming from Doug, yeah. Seb, various people that knew what was coming, um, sort of building it up, and everyone was pretty much expecting one new series announcement. Is that fair to say? Yeah, we yeah. can oh, have people coming up yeah. saying, ah, so when are you announcing the new series? <laughs> well, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, I'm going to tell you that now, yeah. <laughs> well, there had been comment from um, Doug and the, um, members of the cast in the past that there was going to probably be a new series coming, but... I don't think anyone was, well, I certainly wasn't expecting what was actually announced with there being two. So. Yeah, yeah that, and that was the moment. And we could actually, we had a soft announcement of Series 11 at the last DJ, didn't we? And Doug pretty much said, I'm writing scripts, it's fine, it's going to happen, just yeah, don't yeah. bug me about it. It's more, yeah, it's more <laughs> of a case of, well, we know we, it's going to happen, but yeah. it's just a case of there's still loads of stuff that needs to be done before I can confirm anything. Yeah. But yeah. I am writing scripts, I am working on a new series, of course I am. It's is just it? a case of there's loads of green, there's loads of legal red tape that needs to be signed, so that's why I haven't. Yeah, what we've got here is not what was reported on what culture, you know. uh, which is just no. there are plans to do a new series and people taking that as confirmation. This is actual official confirmation, and you know that it's official because there's a press release. Yeah, there is about three. Well, there's two different press releases <laughs> yeah. that accompany this that just. God, weirdly, just solidify everything and make it feel so completely natural and yeah. real. That so, Craig Charles has left Coronation Street. Oh, uh, we're getting to that. We're getting oh, to God's sake. Okay, so <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the reaction. The way that he announced it was Absolutely. superb. It was the way he came on and said, "I know you're all expecting me to announce a new series of Red Dwarf, but I'm not going to do that." I'm going to announce two series of <laughs> and then an explosion of noise and joy. The, the yeah. noise was incredible, but a quick straw poll of uh, the attendees in the room. Who was fooled by that? Uh, definitely. You were? Yes, oh, excellent. First, definitely. That's really good. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't, but only because I'd had hints from people beforehand oh, okay. that were in possession of the actual facts. So I, I knew that there was something good coming, but I, I didn't, hadn't twigged what it was going to be. It's good. I think that there was a definite feeling that enough of the room 
was a, a, along for the ride yeah. to make the reaction so strong. It was, yeah, it was incredible. Well, to be honest, I, I wasn't expecting it because of um, what Seven tweeted. He tweeted something like, uh, "You're all, I know what you're all expecting, but you don't know half of it. So I was thinking... It was literally true. So I came to damage jump expecting Series 11 to be um, announced, but when I saw that, I thought... Oh, you it. took it the other way. And I, I took it the other way, ah. expecting it not to be announced, and uh, maybe a movie or something like that, or some weird twist or something uh, like that. And because Seb wasn't here, we didn't get to see how smug he was at having come up with that line. <laughs> <laughs> but we can assume smugness. We can assume maximum Always. smugness. Seb has many reasons to be smug. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it was announced that series series 11 and 12 will be a co-production with baby cow uh, which we guessed um, because of red dwarf productions yeah so it was because over to bill was a co-production oh, right, yeah. with uh, with baby cow we kind of thought oh so doug's working with baby cow now what's going on there and if you Google Red Dwarf Baby Cow, it comes up with a company that was formed about what, about a year or so ago now. Yeah. So this has obviously been in the works for a long, long time. Yeah, and for context, that's a com- well, it's a common thing for Baby Cow to do, is that every show has their production As its own, company. yeah, a little mini yeah. sub-company made up. But I guess because it's such a, a strong link with another production company, with GMP, then yeah. it makes sense for them to be... And uh, yeah, Doug name-checked Henry Normal <coughs> as being someone that they're going to work with, and Henry Normal is... You know, one of the is the exact producer on everything Baby Cow does. And yeah, which so you think Steve Coogan's ever done? At both producer levels, you've got GMP and Baby Cow, so you've got Doug and Henry and uh, Kerry Waddell and Richard Naylor yeah. at the producer levels, yeah. which is interesting. Someone pointed out on Twitter that there's no no mention of Charles Armitage. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, he is um, dead. Executive <laughs> producer of. Uh, you know, at, at production. when it comes to the, the the actual production, possibly not involved. Well, we don't know. It's interesting considering we're spent anyway. Yeah, and the fact that his name wasn't mentioned and yeah. uh, Kerry Waddell and Richard Naylor's were. Yeah. I think the fact that Baby Cow are more involved in this because that whole voice face thing and the, Budget. the budgets and then the prob- that prob- causing problems between <laughs> the whole. Situation, mm. I think that's that's going to be taken away by the fact that Baby Cow's involved. Well, you hope so. They're going to take on some of the stuff because the things like they ran out of budget for music yeah. and things, things like that won't happen. And the lack of location filming and all the rest of it. Yeah. We've been saying it for years that Doug is a genius when it comes to creating and making yeah. things, but in, ter- in terms of in terms of the logistics of production. It, there isn't a great deal of evidence that the GMP are particularly good at that, <laughs> and so the more that Doug can concentrate on the creative stuff and not have to worry about the production elements, it's it's good news. And Kerry Waddell, of course, is a veteran of Red Dwarf. She was production manager in what series, series five, five and six, six. Uh, which were both good. Although they <laughs> no, they're not without the problems, considering the whole Juliet May fiasco. But presumably she's not. Involved. Not without the problems. Although series five came out being the best series yeah. in, in a lot yeah. of people's eyes and six good won, won actually yeah six was pretty smooth apart from Chris yeah, having a bit of a problem uh, just point out Kerry Waddell pro model unit good yes. <laughs> she's a fan of Mike Tucker and Co yeah. <laughs> that's good Kerry pro model unit Richard and Doug pro model unit well pro models oh pro models sorry yes, 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 pro model they've like gone into professional modelling yeah <laughs> Uh, and uh, interesting news that uh, it's not going to be at Shepton. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. For, for the first time since Pinewood. Series 3, everything from Series 4 onwards has been at Shepton and now we're at Pinewood, which are owned by the same company. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's part of the same group. Doug mentioned, I think, that the studio space is going to be smaller. Yeah, yeah it's smaller. Um, Shouldn't be too much of a problem. They didn't really use a lot of that stage. Yeah. I don't know, well, there must be a logistical reason, maybe Shepparton's got another big production on or something, and they, or they need the space for longer than they have ever before, because they're shooting two series back-to-back, so yeah, yeah. maybe Pinewood was the only one available. 
Pinewood is no less of a pain in the ass to get to than Shefton is. Pinewood is possibly a little bit more of a pain in the ass. I can't mm. remember. I've been to Pinewood once for IT crowd, um, and that is the end of that story. Doug hinted to me that it might be for technical reasons because he did say that they've been wandering around the workshops and seeing three D printing things and looking at exploring those as options. Well, so I, I know that some of the workshops at Shepperton aren't there anymore. Like Bill Pearson doesn't have his model unit at Shepperton anymore. That's closed. All oh, right, maybe just the facilities at Shepperton are yeah, no longer up to scratch. I think that's possible. And I mean, mm -hmm. Pinewood. Don't forget, they've got so many. They've always had so many major things, but now they've got Star Wars there. They've got workshops. Star Wars films. The workshops there are yeah. really good. Does anyone know um, what where Baby Cow's base of operations is? Is it possible that it could be near or in Pinewood? No, it's London. in town. Is it it's in Soho. No, it's Soho. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mummy Cow, isn't it? <laughs> 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 nice. <No, it's laughs> moved on to university <laughs> just kept the name so yeah the next uh, item that was revealed was that Craig Charles's quit Coronation Street in order to, he, had, he had to make a choice and he chose correctly yeah uh, we accidentally um, the first place on the internet where that news was mentioned was on G&T no it wasn't on the not on Twitter so yeah, they were supposed to release their press announcements at the same time as uh, yeah. UK TVs, but they were late. So sorry, Curry fans. <laughs> I am a Curry fan, and I'm a little bit upset that Lloyd's not going to be in it anymore because I like Lloyd. But it, for, for the great, you'll get over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, totally yeah. right I prefer Red Dwarf. Yeah. You've got to say because he's not a, a, one of the big major characters no. that always has regular big plots. So. You can see, given the choice between that and you can't guarantee you're always going to get good storylines which are going to have you week on week to the show where you're the lead. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't and you've got two confirmed series and the tour, which we'll come to. Oh, yeah. You know, that's that's a year's worth of stuff and then all of the also, iTunes and DVD um, sales. I, I spoke to Doug because I took him off the stage after his announcement and um, he intimated that... Um, Although Craig didn't officially know whether he was going to be killed off or not, <laughs> it was intimated not mm. a potential open return to yeah, a later date. I think that would make sense. The problem with Craig and Lloyd and Curry, story-wise, is that he's already had four breaks where he's been away for months at a time. Two of those have been for Red Dwarf, one of them's been for Amos Lev, one of them's been for Crack. <laughs> so, in story terms, to have a fifth reason to temporarily go away is just weird. It's got to the point where he's yo-yoing all over the place and yeah. he disappears for months at a time and comes back and you have to re-establish him and who he is and his relationships. And yeah. But it makes sense to write him so Given his position on Curry and the fact that he has been doing it for 10 years, isn't he kind of almost getting into the territory where he could be expendable just by for story reasons like yeah. it could be decided to you know yeah it's not it's not necessarily a job for a lot of people get <laughs> yeah. written out all the time it, you know contracts don't end, end up not getting renewed or yeah and it's interesting because it, we're basically talking about a year of Red Dwarf well yeah you, you said something along the same lines I was a year of Red Dwarf production which is incredibly exciting mm -hmm. for, <laughs> for many reasons but you know so it's set in the short term so what was it saying? Is that it was filming in later this? Yeah, it was, it, they're starting filming late this year, so late twenty fifteen. And then there's a three week break. Yeah, and then filming twenty, and then into twenty sixteen. Yeah, finishing four days before Robert's birthday. That's right. When's Robert's birthday? March. It's, it's the tenth of March, so it finishes on the sixth of March, which is a Sunday. Ooh. Ish. Which is either pickups or. Or it could, or be, it could, the, be, the end of it could be the end of his contract. But he did specifically season. say that will be the last day that he takes off a rubber mask. It could be figuratively. I it could. It could be. But yeah. but yeah, that's that's interesting because what is it? Six week, six week studio cycle through series. Yeah. Uh, maybe two weeks of pickups. Well, the thing I is, it's know. probably going to be overlap anyway. Yeah. Because as it sounds like, if they're running two series concurrently like that, they're probably in the shooting there is some of the pickups inside a series 12 <laughs> that sounds so strange to say yeah. Um, so yeah what what's more likely to happen is it's going to run into each other and then there's going to be post-production on both those series at the end of the whole thing 
yeah. and they'll be yeah it'll be so strange having two series of Red Dwarf that look identical mm. because oh, yeah. we've one and two even, was probably the only one that kind of did well, one, that. Even one and two, I mean, even though <coughs> it was, there was mere months between those two, two things, there was still enough of. Um, I feel like there's a there's a slight difference in picture, a slight difference in, in quality there maybe, and also just you know the color obviously did make it, and also all the uh, locations made a huge huge difference to how two feels of one, and this is basically an identical but, production. Style. But then you say that, but then you're gonna have this next series, series 11, is going to look so fairly similar to series 10 because they're going to be using the same sets. Yeah, I don't, Doug said well. it's going to be the same bunk room, drive room and all of that because then they said four or five new sets and they said that Starbuck will be back because they can afford Starbuck because they've got the drive room, they've got the bunk rooms, they're all already there. Um, can someone please um, reiterate to me, because I was not in Robert's Q&A, mm -hmm. Exactly what it was he said. That the last ever time he's taking off. The oh no no, no the last time on series last, twelve. He said the last right. time on series twelve he's taking off the other mark. <laughs> yeah, because that would be quite a major thing. But the opposite is true. Doug Doug was asked whether series twelve would be the end of Red Dwarf, and he said no. Right. Okay. Well, that could infer the tour. Yeah, which we, no, but it, it seemed to me implied that he doesn't consider Series 12 to be the last series, which I would have thought would have been the case. That would have been my guess, is yeah, that yeah. if you're going to do two series back-to-back, -back, that <coughs> would be a wrap-up, that would be the end of it. But yeah. And he specifically said the story. They were He was asked the story of right. Red Dwarf, so it's, it is definitely not the production, it is the story. So whatever, whatever happens next will be canon, so Mike, like Joey. Mike, that's not necessarily mean TV series though. No. Same story. Yeah, like exactly. Books. So whatever happens next yeah. year. Mm. Yeah, discuss books. Yeah. Or about a movie. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Been there. That'd, that'd be an idea. There's some <laughs> reactions to that in the uh, in your audience, wasn't there? When he asked if he wanted a movie, quite a lot of people were like, I don't know. Yeah, I think we're all scared that if he tries to do a movie again, then that means we're not going to get any more Red Dwarf for 10 years. Yeah. Or oh, we'll get Series 8 again. Yeah. A movie is shorter than a series. Why do people... Why do yeah. people yeah. want I think everyone's movie? assuming the production values is what they want out of a show. And it's that and if with a movie, you're going to get, like, you're going to get an hour and a half worth of production... It's production six, values. Six, series, six episodes worth yeah. of production values in an, in an hour and a half. Yeah. So you're going to be able to get twice as much bang for your buck. But at the same time, it's, it's like that. Even that for a movie yeah. isn't actually that much. Yeah. I think bang for your buck is the sort of thing <coughs> that Doug Naylor and Head by especially valued over, or, or valued more than any fan. Did. Mm. Like you know that, that kind of period of time with Seven and. Um, yeah. I mean, the other thing is that a movie is going to have a totally different feel. All that stuff that everyone liked in the beginning, that's from the film script. That would have been without a studio audience. It would have been a totally different film. It would have been yeah. more like Back to Earth. And I don't think the vast majority of people would have been. I mean, you know, we didn't mind Back to Earth, but the vast majority of people wouldn't have gone for it so much. Doug said um, he mentioned about Back to Earth, and it was something that he didn't want to do, but he had to do the whole thing about because he was asked whether we could be a studio audience, and obviously the answer is yes, there will be a studio audience. We don't know where you can get tickets. Don't tell. <laughs> don't ask us. You'll find out. It will be on toss. <laughs> yeah, just to get that out of the way email directly to Ian Simon <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so yes according to my list the very next thing that he announced was we're thinking of doing a tour and the implication seemed to be that it would be a, a live show of some description no, I got a chance in the uh, coffee lounge to ask him about that he said uh, Pendo's Coffee Lounge Call <laughs> 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 the crown <laughs> the baton has been passed on pop shaped baton <laughs> that's not a baton <laughs> it's a breadstick anyway <laughs> he said uh, it's not written yet but he said how he envisions it is to be sort of show, showing the best scenes of Red Dwarf uh, Red Dwarf the best scenes of Red Dwarf all the fan favourites so but he wanted to mix the old with the new, so he wanted to have some of the old, old comedy in there, some of the old scenes, but also write some new stuff to go alongside. Right. So would it be, would it be in which case like isolated sketches, like unplugged was going to be, or would it be oh 
one scene's weaved into a new storyline, so a new a separate universe type thing. I got the impression of like, an unplugged thing. You mentioned about um, how uh, not everyone can go to the live recordings and how that's how when the, the cast are at the best yeah. and when they're playing off yeah. the audience and he wanted it to be quite like that and also quite uh, quite a lot of it maybe unscripted as well and, and, and yeah. the guys just being the guys being themselves and so I, I got the impression it'd be quite like the unplugged version. It sounds good. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not sold on it, but I don't know why. It just seems weird to have Red Dwarf in that kind it's of in that weird. kind of presentation because yeah. it doesn't in in my head it doesn't seem to fit the way that that show. Works. The thing that scares me is just that Monty Python sort of thing. If it's mm. just trotting out the old, well, that, <laughs> what, yeah, what's, what's the new? In this. No. <laughs> <laughs> and also the difference is you've also I, got a thirty-year gap between those two things. I know, but I mean, I'd, I'd rather out of the two, I'd rather see the new than see something like a bottom live mm. show was. You know, it looks like a TV show. You can use a minimal amount of sets and have something new. Because if you've got a stage show, then why not play to the strength that you've got a stage show? Well, maybe that's what it is. I hope so. Yeah, it could be that. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think that could work. I, but it just, it's such a weird premise. When Even when Unplugged was mentioned, I still didn't quite get what the hell it was trying to do. Would this open up the possibility that every member of the main cast has an understudy? <laughs> <laughs> There's a thought. That would be J.K. Abraham. Philip Lake. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be good. That would be good. And just any fucker in a Crichton mask. And uh, Simon Gaffney as like a younger version. There's Cat. The guy who played Crichton in The Inquisitor. We don't know who that guy is. No, no one knows <laughs> that guy. That was a point. That was a I was just trying to think. <laughs> Pendo's Coffee Lounge Cock. <laughs> so, regarding the content of series 11 and 12, um, Doug said that all the four people, all the four main cast were all contracted and signed up, but he didn't want to be drawn on any speculation about who else might be in there. Uh, although, he did say that he's considering a Kachansky-based episode. So presumably that will be the kind of thing that was planned for series 10 but abandoned where they find her because she's out there somewhere. Doug said recently, and I can't remember where it was, but he was talking about Kachansky and he said that he thought now Kachansky works better like she worked in uh, Back to Earth than she did in Series 7 or 8. Well, well, not actually really. Yeah. 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 Occasional cameo is what we're looking for. Not so, yeah. so we might be seeing something like we had in Series 10, you know, just referenced and trying to find it and then an episode leading to it. Kachan- I don't think it necessarily be a return for the character. Kachansky is like she is a, the antithesis of the Bechdel test. She is she works best as an att- unattainable goal than she does as an actual character because it's so thin on the ground and her character can be anything then the vision of Kachansky that's in Lister's mind is this utterly perfect woman and being utterly perfect is quite hard to portray in, in writing. Yeah. So she do does work Doug better as when she's not there, unfortunately. Do you think Doug would like kill the character off again in an episode? Kill her off and then Well she's already fucked her. <laughs> yeah. It could could happen. Well it could be like what is essentially has been described in Back to Earth, which is it's after series series ten. Kachansky yeah. is dead. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he's making it come true. He's done, he's only done he's only done back to earth so he can make it make sense. <laughs> Uh, and they also said regarding content that um, they I can't remember whether he said it was confirmed or not or whether it was just something that was planned but there's an episode where everyone's going to turn into Crichton he that, said that, that is quote happening. that I tweeted is <coughs> an exact quote there is a show they want to do where they all get to be Crichton yeah no and we're doing that show yeah okay, so there was a pause and we're doing that show it could have been yeah it could have been a joke but when series 10 was announced and Jez's Coffee Lounge cock first shot into the airwaves, um, I'm sure about that. There was three, three different plots, all of which Doug was talking about at that stage that happened. Yeah, Whoa. there was also elements of them that, that didn't happen that I would really still like to see though. Like the thing where they find, I mean, I, was, I assume that this was essentially what Fathers and Sons became when they found um, a storage of backup yeah. Of the of the computer, and they 
upgraded everything and I assume pre was part of both I was going to say Trojan, Trojan kind of yeah, yeah. morphed into that yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah that was probably where that idea ended up but, but something like, yeah, more along those lines yeah an Akat centric episode but yes oh, yeah. that was the other one yeah. Where he might finally get his pointy underwear. And the thing is, yeah. it was incredibly quick about it. Everyone says, is it going to be a capsule? Yes. Identity within No bag. mention at all. It, he, yeah, it seemed very identical. Yeah, he said it's to do with virginity. So it is. It, so identity within his eyes, isn't it? Mm. Oh, well, yet another near me. Uh, uh, I, I hope it's not identity within, because there's already. We've already done that. We've already had the last be few Because few. Doug was very clear later that he is writing every episode. So That's there's true, no co-writers. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it will, be will be Doug's script. Doug's yeah. writing and directing all 12. Yeah. Speaking of writing, um, the, uh, I, I missed the exact numbers, but someone said nine. nine out of 12 are written. Nine out of 12 are finished. And oh, so there's three to go. Which is months <coughs> before he's <laughs> before shooting starts, so it's. it's there's still no guarantees that those three will get finished. We could still end up with the yeah. same. But those, those three will be filmed, well, yeah, I guess, yeah, filmed in the new. New Year, in twelve, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but um, but I like the yeah, oh twelve, yeah. I was thinking because series ten obviously was meant to have this kind of long running arc based on the Trojan because I assumed that obviously the plan was to have Trojan have something in it that came out Five in series six, six, six. six. Yeah. yeah. So maybe these two series might have a long arc that goes across the two series. Oh, I hope so, and I hope, I hope we get. For the first time in Red Dwarf history, I really hope there's a cliffhanger. Multi series. Doug sort of addressed that yeah. because he was talking about. Oh, Chris was saying to him about series ten being very standalone, and you could. He sort of started to make a, a sort of reference to the fact that this is two being made together, and they can take advantage of that. that and great. he didn't go into any more detail, but yeah, there was sort of suggestion that maybe they could. First time ever seeing to be continued on Red Dwarf and knowing for a fact that it will be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I still hope they'll add it six contained so episodes rather than a multi multi part episode. And maybe a bit of a mix of both, kind of yeah, oh. through line, but still. I wouldn't be surprised if they did end on a cliffhanger though in series eleven. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. They should. They totally should. They'll because do a Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> and. Yeah, this is the first time since ninety two and ninety three that two series of Red Dwarf will air in consecutive years. Yeah. That's weird. Mm, that's <laughs> crazy. So well, it's 2016, 2017, isn't it? Yeah. So, and yeah. Well, and theory. And uh, yeah, <laughs> everything could still could slip. You don't know, but yeah. <laughs> and twenty eighteen will be the thirtieth anniversary of uh, of Red Dwarf. So oh. the next version <laughs> of our survey will be taking place just after series twelve. Which Confirmed. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, other details revealed by Doug, this is the last one on my list, but there way might be more. He said that um, they're reusing old sets and that has allowed them to build things like Starbucks. So Starbucks going to be back. Series 2, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah because they've got all these sets in storage and they're reusing, they don't have to pay for new yeah. sets. So they can build things that are extra. So that presumably the drive room and the sleeping quarters are going to be identical to how they were in 10. And he, and he said that that's also allowing for the OB shooting as well. Yeah. The one uh, thing I would hope is that those sets that they've got, they improve the corridors. Because that was just one T-shaped corridor and all the corridors looked identical, whereas yeah, the, they didn't in the, the other only thing series. to consider is that they're going to have less space in Pinewood than that in Shepparton, and mm -hmm. yeah. there's going to be an audience in there and everything, so the corridor situation might end up having to be the same. Maybe that it's more efficient use of the space and actually they won't be... So much of a guest or like a big guest set, more three standing sets, and actually a little bit more room for corridors in between them. So you're kind of using similar amount of space but more efficiently, and then there's just loads more OB stuff. Complete speculation. But. Um, a corridor doesn't look the same anyway, or shit like that. So yeah. I don't really see an issue. But they, they used to manage to make it look better, they didn't all look totally identical. Whereas every section of those corridors, they just moved a vending machine around. I personally didn't have any issues <laughs> <laughs> I it made no difference I think maybe the, I think because I think in the early series when they were reusing them they were going sort of forward to back and in series 10 they went left to right a lot more yeah. in terms of their direction <laughs> also a, a third red dwarf set would 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 make a huge amount of difference just that variety of locations yeah, actually so makes the storage can tell really realistic as well yeah 
So, uh, has anyone got anything else to add on the series 11 and 12 front? Oh, sorry. It's confusing having the other one. Just to also set our uh, coffee lounge again. Um, and those coffee lounge cards again. Okay. <laughs> he uh, also talked about the, the models. He, he um, talked about he wants to stick with the models again, really. Good. I think of uh, going hopefully more budget now to do lo- lots more with the models as well. Dean Russell's read a few more books. <laughs> Please, let's. Really Doug, if you're listening, if you're going to do one thing with the models that you didn't do before, get someone who knows how to shoot models. Mike, Tucker, yeah, Mike Tucker. Specifically Mike Tucker <coughs> and Peter Tyler and Alan Brannan and yes. Rocky Marshall. And Nick Cole. And Nick Cole. And, and whoever else. Oh, yeah. Squiffy. Is it Squiffy? Yeah, Squiffy needs to be involved. He's the mainstay. <laughs> uh, right then, so uh, obviously if anything pops into your heads, feel free to mention it, but... How about the rest of Dimension Jump Weekend? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So the people that didn't directly organise it to Jump Good Weekend? Fantastic. It ran very, very smoothly, I think. For once, everything seems to run on time. Shut up, Jess. I'm glad you got that impression. <laughs> it did. That's <laughs> what she said seem to run on time. Do you know what? That yeah. is the important thing. Even if things aren't running yeah. on time, if they seem to run on time, great. Then everyone's happy. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's happy. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really, really enjoyable. And it's, you know, it's sad it's over, but it's been an absolute blast this weekend. difference between. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of the people in the room are quite glad. It's it has absolutely flown by. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, like it wasn't like <laughs> it only seems like, seems like a couple like of hours ago. A couple of hours ago that we were sat planning and getting everything ready, yeah. doing all the and doing all the passes and everything. Crazy. And then all of a sudden it's like, and we're actually now done. When I sat talking about what we've just seen, and it all yeah. just seems to just whipped by so quickly. Yeah. That's the thing, it's not like we're not glad it's finished because no. we hate it, we're glad we're finished just because we're really tired. <laughs> yes. we're just, yeah, but but we, we, as a team, we've managed to have more fun this time and have yeah. more enjoyable time than we have in previous years. Yeah. I I was, it was a, it was stress, but it was a good stress yeah. because it was a healthy sort of, oh, we need to sort this out, but it's because we want to do an extra thing rather than we're not able to do the thing we wanted to do. We've always done more than the thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'm not probably explaining myself very well. <laughs> Can I just uh, add, whoever's idea it was to get Dave Benson Phillips to <laughs> the <laughs> DJ, that was brilliant. It was fantastic. So. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I remember the conversation that I was said, we, we need someone like Dave Benson Phillips. How about Dave Benson Phillips? It'd be really funny if we got Dave Phillips to come and DJ. Where's yes. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, yeah, sorry. I was just going to say that I had a guy come up to me and say, you guys are just volunteering, right? I don't understand what you're getting out of this. And I said, look around, do any of us look unhappy? We've had no sleep, and yet we're all still smiling. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I think the, the structure of the weekend was the way that the announcement was timed in the middle of the Saturday. Yeah. Everyone was in a good mood for the entirety of Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Mm. People didn't mind the fact that they were queuing for autographs and that was a bit hectic because everyone was really happy that Red Dwarf's coming back. I think yeah. The very last nice. guy in the queue, the very last one said, this is the best DJ I've ever been to. <laughs> awesome, thank you so much. Was so, it his first time? No, <laughs> 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 it, it, it was a veteran. He previously said 98, I think, was like the big one, but yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that James getting his stuff signed? <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant, and you can quote me on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, there were did seem to be quite a lot of first timers here. Maybe mm-hmm. more, I don't know, you know, what the statistics yeah. are. Yeah, but there were <laughs> a lot. I think it's because we're in a new city, time. isn't it? So I think yeah. lots of people who could go to the last one and good point. possibly couldn't. Yeah. New audience now. New city. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the uh, the QR codes is a great idea to to get people talking. I know my, myself, you know, I the people I normally come with couldn't come yeah. this time, so I I came pretty much on my own. Uh, that great conversation stuff to kind of scan your code. <laughs> that was great to see. I'm gonna say it's the best you've done. I'm all Jess and Danny. 
Yeah. It catch me um, off guard though that, that yeah. after an hour suddenly people are coming and going, Oh we sold it, what? <laughs> Yeah, what? yeah. The thing is, yeah. So I wasn't things to scan. I wasn't expecting. We were, we we kind of planned it, expecting that people weren't going to crack anything. Uh, I should, we should explain what the hell we're talking. Might about. not be a bad idea. Yes. Seems okay. like we failed to do that in the Sorry. first place. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So on, every, on each individual attendee's pass, there was a unique code, which if you scanned, gave you two letters of a scrambled message, and the message was sort of decoded in your in your booklet. And uh, essentially, it ended up being a mathematical equation, and that ended up being a number. And then you post that number into the box hiding in plain sight. Which yeah, was hang on, I'll get to this. <laughs> so, the box that's hiding in plain sight. We we did that because we didn't know where it was gonna go <laughs> originally. So we were like, we're gonna put it somewhere where everyone can see it. And then eventually, and because I was expecting people to sort of not get it until Saturday. So we were like, okay, well, I'll, I'll get the box out on Friday night and then Saturday people will start posting stuff. And then about an hour after the opening <laughs> ceremony, I had Joe come up to me going, where is the box in place? <laughs> <laughs> I have five people who have cracked the damn code. And I'm like, it's in my room. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to go get it. And, I came, and by the time I came down with the box, there was another five people who had solved it. And that we had to make makeshift the uh, the actual the, the the things they're meant to fill in people just grabbing paper and writing the name and going no yeah. the, this number and just giving us slips of paper we, they, we, they were too quick for us yeah. and it, so next time slow down you bastard no 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 I think we just need to up the ante to make it more difficult yeah. <laughs> I think that I, I think we underestimated how this was going to work drastically I would like to put on the record that um, I underestimated it was originally fifty different codes and I thought nobody would do that yeah. and I was wrong yeah. but okay. you know it's trying new things and it's got to be said that this DJ I mean the whole thing has, has been like an experiment in terms of like trying a lot of new things for the first time and uh, whether it works or not is up to the people who didn't organise it <laughs> well uh, we have some here well, did we up the ante well the thing yes. is oh, without, seriously without, without it, it's no one of those things there's so many things that we've added to this DJ that hasn't been done before and we just tried to up just everything needed I, 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 I'm not saying it needed a push I'm saying that everything just felt what? like it needed it could be just kind of bumped basically. up a notch everything just be bumped up a notch things like DJ Olympics we bumped everything up a notch everything just went up a level and it was just like little things like we did these screens that were um, like just displaying sort of recreations of things from the show and we had these like little automated Raspberry Pis just piling playlists into the TVs and then we had and little things like that just little touches that just make the event a bit more immersive and yes. it's it was just a case of just let's just see if we can get a more integrated event where people can feel like as if they're on the ship and, and and the rank system of the tickets yeah. was an inspired idea. Thank you. Oh, that was me and Joe and you. Almost asleep. <laughs> <laughs> this, 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 well. this was a JK Rowling train moment. This was, yeah, we were on the train and we were just like throwing ideas out and trying to work out a way for to just kind of sort the queuing system out and yeah. how to call people and. Um, it, it would never really happen an awful lot that people kind of snuck through, but it did definitely yeah, happen. Yeah. Um, and it's not on, um, no. but it's quite hard to police. So that was one of the reasons we went for the different coloured passes yeah. and the different because then it's incredibly a visual. It's cue. incredibly obvious. Rather than going, oh, hang on, are they yeah. on fifty one or are they on one hundred and one? Exactly. I I need to work out which uh, which band are we on. The colour was instantly recommended. Right. So you're getting red bass, red yeah. bass, red bass, red bass. bass. The start blue start bleeding in, then green start bleeding in. Exactly. And then, and awesome. then um, yeah, sorry. And then um, obviously the ranking thing was just a, like a nice little extra where you could put these those on, and it kind of it gave people. It it, 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 like it's a lot easier because a lot of people don't remember their number. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't remember the number, so you go, What number? Oh, I'm 146, and they don't care for that number. Although, but a navigation officer or engineer, a lot of people go, Oh, I'm a navigation officer. I went actually went into the bar to check if there were any science officers about, funny, you know, saying, Any science officers going to the autograph? And I approached one of the guys and um, said, uh, Science officers, and they both in, in unison just raised their pints and went, We're engineers! <laughs> <laughs> 
I really love that. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, is there a doctor in the house? Yeah. <laughs> I need a medical officer. Why, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> um, can I just say, while I remember, a quick public service announcement. When we talk about things being more immersive, there are a load of posters being put up around in the, in the main hall and all over the place. If anyone's listening to this has stolen our posters because several have gone missing, please could you get in touch with the fan club? Especially given the fact that I put a big sticker on the back of the wall saying, please do not steal this poster. Are we, uh, we, is we, this uh, an amnesty then? Uh, yeah, this yeah. is an amnesty, but if you've got one, let us know and we'll we'll have to get it back off you, I'm afraid, because we're they're not for public sale. I'm they're sorry, I thought they were not public distribution, however, some were given away as uh, in-kind. But if you stole one and you were not given one, then yeah. that was just not on. Yeah. Don't we, do it again. Like, we fall all our fit into the We do this on a volunteer basis. We don't make a profit out of this. No, no. Don't steal shit from us. <laughs> we also tainted them all with anthrax. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you'll want to get in touch, so yeah. we get the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Please report to the nearest medical officer. <laughs> <laughs> that passes one <laughs> I did get one last really confused when she was queuing because she had uh, pass number 293 or something like that and she thought that each rank had the full range of numbers within them and was shitting oh, herself in the autograph. Yeah. <laughs> what? They've just called? But I can't remember yeah, yeah. navigation officers. There's, there's 292 people to go before me. We're, 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 Look at about five yeah. minutes up there. No, no, no there's like, hundreds, there's hundreds. Yeah, he's right, there was 8,000 people. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good quick. No, it's sorry to disappoint you. Very tight, man. Should be three. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's uh, it's just those little extra touches that we kind of added a lot this year. But we hope we didn't overwhelm the people who have been before with all these new changes, because I don't know how much of this stuff kind of because obviously there's been a certain way that things have worked over you know the last fifteen. However, DJ, however, fucking many they have been. Yeah. So you did the QR as well, then. Everything's in the same sort of order that it usually is. Oh yeah. To like the the general the way that the weekend works as a whole has not changed in its format essentially. That yeah. it's still things follow on in the same order that they always have done. It's yeah. just that that's true. Well yeah. we have three DJ regulars here so they can oh, tell yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. <that> so, <laughs> yeah. How did you like all the new stuff? Did it's, you find it, it good or it's good that things are changing to be honest because you know you don't want things to get stale do you so you know gotta find ways to to just evolve it really. I mean, it didn't change dramatically. It wasn't like a, a evolution, not revolution. Exactly. <laughs> I, was, I was always, you know, getting to my one of my third Peterborough year, which was like my fifth DJ before before, you know, the team years for me. It was starting to. I mean, it was purely purely becoming more of a social thing, and actually, the organisational and the event side mm, of things yeah. were starting to become uh, to feel a bit rote. Nothing particularly, you know, along with with the actual event. It's just my own experience, kind of. You know, I was treading the same ground over and over. And so, even the smallest kind of tweaks and little, you know, things to surprise you make a huge difference. I think on that, that sort of level. Could I just um, give massive props to Joey no, for no. sort <laughs> sorting out the Red Dwarf Olympics, which was so <coughs> yeah. busy this year. Yeah, it was. Oh, and that's down to Joey's hard work. Yeah. Red Dwarf Olympics is traditionally a bit shit, and this time it wasn't. I'm really confused. Um, yeah. yeah, I had so many people saying that it was great and they had so much fun and that yeah. We so were um, we were setting up the uh, disco um, with Dave and it was so nice to kind of see. I've never, I never really did the DJ Olympics when I was um, attendee. I never really got involved with it. But what was really nice was watching everyone just getting stuck in. And in fact, we got really worried when we set up the DJ Olympics. Everyone came in and sat down. And everyone just came in and started to fill the seats. And we just went, shit, do they think we're gonna do some sort of stage yeah. like a thing where they're gonna do like sort of like little stunts on stage and stuff? And we were just like, 
oh fuck, we haven't explained what the DJ Olympics are, have we? <laughs> and then it's just like, and all of a sudden we just went, and then Joey did a little announcement, and everyone got up and got started. I was like, oh, thank fuck for that. <laughs> but it was brilliant to see everyone having such a good time. And like Dave was there setting up the disco, so he was chatting to everyone. Everyone was kind of just like noticing we're all setting up and stuff. And everyone just getting up, all right, Dave, how you doing? And stuff. And there's like, oh shit, I've got to do cat golf. Sorry, mate. I've got to do <laughs> but yeah, it was right, really, 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 really good. I've not like moments when 300 people sit down waiting for something because it now means I've got to do a song and dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah, there was a moment on, uh, on Saturday when, because obviously the announcement had to happen at a very specific time, uh, Alex found himself on stage with a microphone being told you've got five minutes to film. And it could have gone so wrong. You could have started trying to do comedy, but thankfully <laughs> you just made a twat. So. <laughs> we just put tongue tied on and just let the crowds help out. <laughs> it was good fun. For you? Yes. <laughs> I like those bits. I like the shit bits. I do like the shit bits. <laughs> it was good. Uh, any other business? There was one other thing in the series, 11 News. Yeah. Um, it's, well, what was it? Oh, yeah. So someone asked Doug about the Mirror Universe again, and he said it will be answered in series 11. That was me. Oh, yeah. Uh, as, yeah. A joke, <laughs> as a joke, I asked him, um, so how did they get out of it at the end of series 8? And he said, oh, we'll be revealed. I took that to be him lying. Interesting. I was expecting him to do a comedy thing where he starts to explain it and then tails up us and... Yeah, I'll pretend the mic's broken. Yeah. Which might have been true. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, apart from obviously the regulars that everyone knows our opinions of, uh, the Shen and um, Gordon Kennedy, especially from my point of view, are lovely, brilliant people. I really enjoyed well, meeting Gordon for the first time and Shen for the first time in 11 years. It was the first DJ in 11 years. But I just... Uh, yeah, Chris... Really, really Chris Barry ended up staying over. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Having a little drinky. First time I've seen a man dancing in corduroy. Yeah. Followed by another little drinky and another little drinky. And he, and the thing that made the dance floor completely fill up and stay full all night was Chris and Hattie having a little boogie. That was great. Yeah, that was, it was really good. Seeing Chris dancing to Uptown Funk in in shirt tie and cardi was in corduroy slacks. It was quite a moment. He doesn't dad dance either. He's he's. No, oh no, he's, he's like, Oh, I said I'd do dad dancing, but he's got some. Yeah, moves. yeah, he really has. <laughs> I've uh, never shit's seen him like grind to Vera Lynn before, though. <laughs> 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 but enough about that hassle. <laughs> yeah. I've just I've just been looking through a Twitter feed and uh, I've just had a message from uh, the scoop and he basically says uh, heard many a fan chat about how good the jump was. Lots said it was the smoothest ever. So congrats to all. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, a lot of people say it was really smooth. Um, it was, um, it was, uh, yeah. I, 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 think that it was quite. A, we, we always have like a plan with with timing, like sort of internally, but we don't sort of let on exactly for us in terms of our plan. So we just let stuff happen when it oh, organically. It's yeah, it's, a, it's about the thing of seem everything seeming to run on time. Yeah, yeah we are like ducks. To be fair. <laughs> Most stuff ran on time. Yeah, yeah. It did. like I said, we overestimate time, but on, we get to point and, it, and on, that, that's yeah. what happens. So. so, on, like, obviously, I spend forever before <laughs> DJing <laughs> uh, meticulously doing schedules and rotors and making yeah. sure that everything's covered and, and overestimating how long things are going to take to try and make sure that we don't run wherever possible. Um, but the only things that really overrun were autographs, and that's with beholden to the guests. Yeah. At that yeah, point. we had a very chatty so Hattie. A very we had chatty a really Hattie. chatty Hattie yesterday and a, and a very chatty Robert today. Yeah. Well, Robert had an entire shop set up, as yeah. I've said about a million times today. But yeah, he, he had books and books piled up, and his queue was a ginormous compared. Like Danny and um, Gordon were tearing through it, like really a rate of knots and he was a rate of warden knots <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> but even then it was about 45 minutes over yeah it wasn't it wasn't loads it, it was fine but everything else was pretty, was pretty much fine the only thing that we sort of changed around really was um on the the saturday 
the auction was finished. And the only reason that didn't happen on time was because Chris was stuck in traffic, and so you can't really do anything about that. No. Um, But that was fine because we just moved it to the evening and then cut back up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There's no problems. It's good. Oh, fine. It's good. So, should we go around the room one by one to close things off and try and sum up the last three days in a word each? I will start with. Yay! <laughs> Smegging awesome. Well, that's more than one word, but hey. Well, I'll take it. Hyphen, put, put a hyphen in the middle. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. I have an absence of thought. <laughs> that's definitely more than one word. <laughs> Tacos. Tacos. Cabbage again. <laughs> um, uh, exhilarating. Despite my. <laughs> I am delighted. We have to go to words. Beautiful pain. <laughs> Rewarding. Running. Exhausting. It's three Dave Benson Phillips. <laughs> Hangover. <laughs> Wee. Uh, cathartic. Good. I like running. That's a good pun. Oh. That's, a, that's my favourite one. <laughs> so Joey wins Dimension Gym. Uh, that was Joey. I lose Dimension Gym. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, all the remains to say is uh, thank you for listening to GD Dwarfcasts. We have a few jeans. Oh no, let's not spoil it. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, if, whoever's listening to this who came to DJ thank you very much for coming and we hope you all had a lovely time because if people had a lovely time then it makes it all worth it Yeah. Uh, and if you didn't come to DJ then I hope this has whetted your appetite to come to the next one which will be in the future <laughs> if you didn't listen to this one if you didn't come to this yeah. Dimension Jump then hi Cy Bromley yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a tradition as old as times <laughs> listen Cy Bromley Put a fiver a week in a bank account and you can come to the next team. It's not difficult. Come on. <laughs> on that personal insulting note. End bye, everybody. End bye. bye. Thank you for listening to GNT Dwarfcast, and we hope sometime in the future you'll decide to listen to our Dwarfcast again. Have a safe onward journey. Goodbye.